Well, Etihad Airlines operates two flights a day out of Sydney, carrying between four and 500 passengers on each aircraft. Two days ago, the Abu Dhabi-based airline said it was cooperating with the Australian investigation. Etihad is regarded as one of the world's best at managing aviation security. Australian James Nixon captain A380 planes from a Dubai-based carrier until his retirement last year. He's been giving our reporter Peter Lloyd a cockpit-eye view on the alleged plot to smuggle high-grade explosive device, a high-grade explosive device onto an Etihad long-haul flight. He's joined other pilots today in calling for stricter security at Australian airports. That's a massive concern, and the, but the International Civil Aviation Organisation, the arm of the United Nations that deals with aviation safety, has very strict rules about checking check baggage for explosive devices. So pretty much if it's an international flight, you can expect that your check baggage is going to be checked for explosives. How do they do that? They use special types of X-rays. They use sniffer dogs. They use, and uh, there's a few other techniques which they would probably not want to be made public. They would include uh, physical inspection as well? If it, yeah, most definitely. If they're not happy with a the bag, they'll physically, physically inspect it. In fact, um, in many locations around the world, flight crew themselves are told that you're not to lock your bags out of destinations because they will break the locks off just checking normal crew bags. So uh, the passenger bags are in the same situation. From a pilot's point of view, is it better for a bomb to be in the cabin or in checked luggage? The bomb is um, checked baggage is a problem because you, you don't know where it is and if it's close to flight controls. Uh, we have procedures for bombs in the cabin and the cabin crew are highly trained to locate those uh, bombs and also to put those devices in specific locations which are especially designed by the manufacturers to be a, a, a least bomb resistance area. And if the bomb does go up, uh, we have uh, special procedures to handle that. So hopefully just a hole is blown out of the aeroplane and the aeroplane is still safely flying. How much tolerance is built into an airframe for an explosion? Oh, huge amount. I mean, just the, just the power of the, the meteorology that planes fly through is uh, more dangerous than most, uh, most small bombs going off. You know, these planes can put up with amazing outside forces. And so there's a pretty good chance that most bombs in flight are survivable. You know, any bomb in the wrong spot can cause an aeroplane to come down. But uh, there's a lot, it has to be in the right place and it has to be very big. And at what point of the flight is more risky? I mean, in, in ascent uh, or in cruise, what, is there any difference? Yeah, well, in cruise, you've got about nine tonnes of air pressure pushing outwards at all times because of the way the pressurisation system works. And that's why people want to put bombs in airplanes in the cruise because a small bomb has a, a large effect. But it's how you get it there. And of course, timing devices and pressurisation systems within bombs, they're all being looked for these days. And one of the first things we do in an emergency situation is to depressurize the airplane as fast as we can, equalizing the pressure between inside and outside, making sure the bomb has less effect. Is toxic smoke a bigger concern? Oh, it's a much bigger concern. It's Toxic smoke is the biggest concern in aviation today. But there are different measures for, um, for a tech crew than there are for passengers in terms of protection for you, right? Well, well, there is for the flight deck because the flight deck usually gets their own air supply first before it then goes to the cabin. Uh, in the older airplanes, it was a completely separate air supply, but now they're getting a mix of cabin air these days. So theoretically, the pilot has a, a lesser standard or lesser chance of air problems, but events uh, where there's a fume event in the aircraft air conditioning system 
can usually affect everyone at the same time. And is there sufficient smoke hoods and um, and and air supply for pilots to survive uh, functionally um, for some time after that uh, air becomes uh, contaminated? Normal aircraft fumes are electrical from electrical uh, arcing, and then air conditioning uh, fumes events with oil uh, in the air from the air conditioning system. But the events that cause people to die quickly are toxic smoke events, like in nightclub fires. And this is what I'm talking about in my book about MH370. We're looking for a a toxic smoke event that disabled the crew very, very quickly. And toxic smoke is what kills people fast. In nightclub fires, the last one that I've uh, done extensive research on was the Long Island fire in 2003, where 100 people were killed in less than five minutes. What would be the appeal, if I could ask you that point of view, um, of bombing a plane, which is long haul from the Middle East out of Australia? Uh, shock value mainly, and uh, and also you know just to get to get uh, publicity. But you know the problem is, and they found this with this this uh, investigation, is that you know airports are very very safe places to be right now, and in many countries of the world, no one gets into the airport unless their suitcases have been scanned. And the only people allowed in the terminal building had boarding passes and passports. It's only in Australia and these these first world countries who have sold their airports to shopping centres that try and attract people from the streets to come into the terminal building to spend money. Do you think that should be adopted here? If there's a chance that someone's going to use the check-in area of an international terminal in Australia as a a, um, tableau for their uh, bombs like they've done in Paris, well, maybe we've got to change the system. I like, uh, as a retired airline captain, and I like the pilots who have gone in the media recently with their union, have a massive concern about domestic air travel in Australia. Um, we should apply the same rigorous standards for domestic flights as we do for international. And as of today, we should not allow anyone taking liquid devices through security. And we should make sure that we see passport ID pictures of every single person getting on an aircraft. Retired airline pilot James Nixon, he's the author of the book The Crash of MH370. He was speaking there to Peter Lloyd.